0: Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League Podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com.
1: This week, we discussed announcements from e three. The june joust and the first homestand of the season
0: hello hello everybody welcome to the gameplay episode of this week for the believe in overwatch league podcast this is week nine i believe and we are concluding the june joust this week so hooray for overwatch for making it to their second tournament of the season um anyway kevin how has your video gaming been this week and playing and streaming and everything
1: it's been it's been pretty fun. I've been trying to keep everything up and running and having you know fun with whatever I can scrap together. Um, we played later Alligator on stream. I think it was a couple days ago, um, and it's it's about you being an investigator in a pinstripe suit, um, and you go and you talk to other alligators and you play mini games, um, and you try to figure out what's gonna happen to Pat so honestly it's a very fun it's a very fun game very light game so i'm i'm trying to finish it as quickly as possible um but yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun and then also e3 was this weekend so a lot of people have been bugging me about oh kevin what do you think about this announcement what do you think about this and i'm just here like i i'll i'll watch the trailer just send it send me the trailer i'll, I'll peek at it um But for the most part, I'm trying to get my next Pokemon team up and running Um, because there was a new season. I've been procrastinating for about two weeks and I'm trying to get a team that I wouldn't say is flawless, but it's pretty close. Um, But I need to, you know, work out the growing pains first before I can finally get to, you know, making it and making it the team that I want to. I want to take you know right. um how about you matt how's everything going on your end
0: everything's okay i played a little bit of overwatch last week just to just to keep the tanking skills limber um aside from that not much it's just it's been a very hectic week um i'm hoping to finish uh what's it called i'm hoping to finish tomb raider soon either that or to finish cyberpunk so i can get that off of my console and download or not download or just upload the data to play um village because it's been sitting unopened for a while and I want to get to get to the the vampires and the giant nine foot vampire lady and the werewolves and whatnot so that's been me not a very eventful gaming week yeah so uh is there anything that you're looking to to start streaming soon or anything anything interesting that you want to get up on your stream and play
1: um yeah there's actually there's a couple of them that um have been piquing my interest for for a bit um besides um pokemon you know finally getting around to getting my competitive team back up and running um i also want to uh let me let me check my steam library um there have been the the Nonary games. Oh, Dongan Rompa celebrated its fifth anniversary, which is kind of kind of insane if you think about it. It's half or, a decade old. Oh, wait, not it's two times as old as us. It's ten years old. Oh. Oh. They they are insane. Um
0: it's a full decade.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I, I still need to beat the third game of that. Uh <laughs> A lot of people are telling me, "Oh, yeah, it's definitely worth attempting," um, but yeah, it's it's something that I I want to try. Um, I got to get back in the swing of playing, you know, Overwatch and Valorant. I haven't been able to aim with a mouse for <laughs> quite a while now, um, so I feel really really rusty, and I'm not I'm not happy about it. Uh, but honestly, I I hope that we get some good. Um, we got some good games that I can, I can find and play um, in the next couple of days. So we'll see how it goes.
0: All right. So let's get into this June joust tournament. Um, what did you think of it overall, Kevin? I think it was a the results. I think for the most part, I felt were for, for most of this tournament. I think, I think it went the way I predicted until the very end
1: yeah this this tournament kind of went the way how i thought it would it's pretty pretty standard i i hate to say it
0: um but it it was kind of just like according to script you know right right like good job to the rain and the nyxl for making it but i think we all knew it was going to come down to the fuel and dragons unless something really bizarre happened so here were the results. So on Thursday, the NYXL lost 0-3 to the Atlanta Rain. The Dallas Fuel took 3-0 over the Dragons. So move they uh, the NYXL and the Dragons moved down to the losers bracket. So on Friday, on the winners bracket, the Dallas Fuel took 3-1 over the Atlanta Rain, and the NYXL lost 0-3 to the Shanghai Dragons. So the Atlanta Rain were bumped down to the losers bracket, the Shanghai Dragons advanced and the NYXL were knocked out. The Shanghai Dragons then on Friday also faced the Atlanta Rain and took that 3-0. So now the Dragons advanced to the finals and on Saturday the Shanghai Dragons faced the Dallas Fuel for a 4-3 victory. Starting with day one. So Kevin did you manage to look into the the NYXL versus the Rain? Yeah, I did. I did catch that for for the first day.
1: <clears throat> so we're getting right into it with the NYXL and the rain. Um, the, the first one, it was a 3-0 in favor of the Atlanta rain. Um, just to point that out. So the first point, uh, capture point was Lijong Tower. Um, it was a very interesting clash. I see a clash of different metas and the way how teams end up playing um playing their respective metas, you know. Um one of them was like one team really favored the Winston versus the other team really going for um one the NA teams I'm like tripping over everything. The NA teams uh tend to focus more on a rush comp using Winston. Meanwhile, NYXL and like the the APAC region likes ball a lot. Um, And they use that in order to get get in fast and also just to zone out when you do have uh, Minefield available. Um, But the main thing that happened on point one, it was Gardens. Um, It was highly contested. It was Flora uh, Flora and Edison kind of went back and forth on the Reaper. Um, But the difference is that Edison always had a teammate to back him up. Um, It was easier for them to... Execute and get kills and get value out of Edison's death blossoms, versus not uh, when Flora was try- just trying to take it on their own. Um, so it went 100. It went 199 in favor of Atlanta. Um, on map two, it was Night Market, and just to mix things up, Pelican starts out on Doomfist and finds a lot of really solid opening picks. Um, when you do something like that and you pick up. Um, with, with a start like that, it comes off as like super weird. Um, but because of the pickoff potential, you just end up erasing a lot of people. So they didn't respect it when it first came out. Um, and then by the time that they flipped, uh, the other side, you know, the tanks, the tank line actually mixed up. Um, so the NYXL was running Winston and then Atlanta was on ball um they opened up with a fast like get off the point style um and then once they realized that the first push like it worked well with doomfist but they weren't able to once they lost a point um the first time they switched back to a regular standard comp and they were able to take it because they had um they had the advantage at that point so um definitely something to look out for um moving forward from them they end up taking that map as well so atlanta wins the the first map um with a 2-0 victory uh moving on into the 2cp which is anubis um anubis is just uh, i uh, it, it's a long map um atlanta does the same thing that they've been doing they bring in kai for the hit scan. um and there was something that i pointed out that was a little interesting kai picks up hanzo in this fact and then flora goes on ash so you know you can play that long sight line you don't you do have a one-shot potential um if you get the boost from some form of damage um but for the most part it was just really impressive to see these two go back and forth um one of the biggest plays that actually helped atlanta flip the point first was pelican um was on the he was on the echo and he saw that gator went down on Arissa, and instead of copying, you know, your typical, you would pick up Sigma in that, in that fact, he copies to the other Arissa in order to keep the shield presence up and then ends up getting a supercharger as well. And because of that, by the time that Gator does get back, he's already there and ready to fight and replace shields and stuff like that. So um, just a really good play coming out from, from Pelican in order to not copy you know the typical Sigma pick, but rather to keep the Orisa to keep presence and then eventually flip the point. Um, Kai throws a Dragon Strike immediately after they cap point A. Um, they they throw a Dragon Strike that contests the the right side spawn. Um, so, which is a typical way of going out and trying to contest the point. But if you walk that way and you hear the Dragon Strike. Um, they get punished for stepping outside of their spawn and that just gives them enough time to just full push in. Um, They try to get in there and it wasn't until Pelican was able to get another duplicate. Um, So the first fight didn't go their way, but the second one did Um, copies over to the ash and uses Bob in order to contest Um, keeps the point going. Um, And then NYXL can't contest fully again because they keep trickling on. So Atlanta finish with, uh 229 uh to at the beginning of Anubis um the NYXL get a chance again they they do the same thing the same they they use a rush comp um opting in for a reaper instead of the ash um which if on paper when you see a rush comp you say okay the team can't play from distance we back up and we play from distance um but the fact that the NYXL knew to dive Kai immediately when he was on the Ash. They didn't give him any time to really breathe or set up. And that's what allowed him to flip the point really quickly. Um, and then the Atlanta Rain was still trying to contest at the end, and they staggered him. Um, even with the, the quick spawn again, um, the NYXL just had so much momentum pushing in, and they cap even faster uh with 344 in the time bank so we get down to the final bit it's atlanta um round two this time they're attacking uh they go in first and they lose the first point really quickly like nyxl back off the first point and then they rush point two and they they're able to cap again with 8.7 seconds left on the clock so they're just taking so much space away from them and they're using the hanzo to just zone um and it works out so well um nyxl then tries to go for the attack again um and he tries to match the hanzo this time he goes on hanzo um and they don't have enough punish or they don't have enough like firepower to get in and even cap the first point so atlanta end up taking that um taking that map as well and the last one was Numbani. We know I mentioned it was a 3-0 at the beginning. We, we kind of know how this goes. But the first thing that I pointed out, um, I, I put a smiley face next to it, but Kai was on Torb on offense. <coughs> and I was like, Okay, what does this mean? Uh, what what is the point of the Torb? Um, and then we see Pelican on Reaper and then Massa's on Brig. And I'm like, this uh are they are they trolling is this is this a thing uh but it was actually like strategic once we start seeing it in motion it makes sense so nyxl is on a typical rush comp um you know the the reaper echo uh, they they ran the winston diva and they they kept the, the the typical back line as well so nothing surprising there the thing that made this work so well is shield bash from Massa able to was able to counter Flora whenever he tried to get in close. So if he tried to get in close and uses ult, he gets shield bashed and then he gets he gets pushed back. If he tries to wraith form towards or in, he gets bashed and then whip shot back. Like he did not get any space whatsoever. And then throughout that time, you know, he's getting chipped away by the the Torb Turret. Uh, which if the team doesn't respect, it just ends up you know taking away damage slowly but surely um and it works out so well um and yeah the note that i put here is small plays by masa in order to create space just create bigger kills for pelican on reaper and every single time that they try to get in they think oh we dive the torb if you dive the torb you leave yourself with no escape and then pelican just embraces you with the reaper so you can't rush in because there's a reaper and you can't play from far because you get punished by Torb. So it puts a really awkward feel on NYXL and they either have to pick one off at a time and then play with that advantage or try to try to do something different. Um, we see that NYXL uses molten core. Essentially they get it to the very end and then they use multicore core around the cart. So they, they get that last percentage. Um, it, it works like a charm every time uh they really can't contest it's like throwing blizzard on the on the point um you either get the touch but die um and that's what they were focusing on um they were able to get it to the very end um with three minutes and 34 seconds left on the time um nyxl try to go for the attack again um this time feather goes and duplicates off a of diva this is this was insane like feather went off on point one and this literally saved uh the first cap and it was uh he duplicates diva he gets one regular kill he gets a bomb kill he crushes somebody with a mech and then he gets one kill after he remex like <laughs> i was just like uh this this man is on fire like um and yeah what what they did is what Yakpung does single-handedly is just force the team to look one way, and then they split them off. Um, was on the um, was on the Winston, and essentially he just goes in in the back, Primal Rages, and separates out the team and doesn't allow them to really contest. Um, they do that for all three points, and they end up capping with a minute left. Um, so NYXL gets the first attack, and they're not able to build up ultimates in time or be able to win that first fight. And Kai is just there to get any cleanup damage. He gets like a three K at the end and it works out well in his favor. And then Atlanta with so much time in their time bank, they had like, like three minutes or so to really just work with. They walk in, they get ults, and then they just push and they, and they win. So it was really just textbook work by Atlanta and using unconventional picks in order to throw off the current push that NYXL tried to, try to bring to them. Um, and yeah, it was for the most part I thought okay, this this is just a one off, but the fact that they keep finding success with these weird picks um just shows how strong this team is. And then yeah, Matt, you had the you had the other game uh yeah. from this day.
0: Showing how strong a team is is not what well on one hand yes and on one hand no for the Fuel versus the Dragons. This was another 3-0 and it was not Pretty, it's to say the least. I mean, like, I expected a lot from this first match because you've got the Dallas Fuel who have been, like, the monsters of the league so far. And then you've got the Shanghai Dragons who, after they finally got their act together and started winning back in, what, Season 2? Like, they've been consistently ranked as one of the best teams in the league. You've got Fleta, who's been the MVP. And the, the Shanghai Dragons have won multiple tournaments, so... I expected a lot from this. I did not get a lot. Um, Pretty much, this was just the fuel stepping all over the dragons. This was a lot of, like... if, If you look at it, this match can be boiled down to the fuel have just so much better coordination and the dragons look like they're doing their own things individually. They're wasting ults. They're not getting any value out of their ultimates. Like, um... I think for this entire season, the Coalescence has been one of the biggest ults that you can have. Um, the Coalescence, I think the dupl- Coalescence, Duplicate and uh, Self-Destruct I think are probably the biggest ults that we've seen. Um, and you need your Coalescence, one, to make space, and two, to heal up your team and push in and, and get some extra damage while you're attacking. Um, and a lot of these times, the the Shanghai Dragons just aren't, able to do that the dallas fuel are baiting out a lot of their ultimates and then coming in and using their own ultimates to to get more kills and get more value um the dragons seemingly are being forced to swap to off of what they're running like you said they're they're more comfortable running the hammond over in the apac region whereas um the the us and northern america um are are more comfortable running the winston and at this point in the tournament the the shanghai dragons don't know how to deal with it so they're they're kind of sloppy and switching to whatever they think is going to work um so move that i'm trying to think if there's anything like that stood out at all yeah no there's nothing it's just the Dallas fuel are, are very aggressive, they're very coordinated, they're moving as a unit, whereas, like like, like I said earlier, the, the dragons a lot of the time they'll split off, they'll try to pincer, they'll try to send someone on a flank. Um, whereas the Dallas fuel are playing it very death ball, move as one, get huge damage and healing in all in one place, and the the Dallas fuel are just running circles around the dragons. So,
1: yeah, we, we think that you know the best of the best of the side wouldn't get swept as quickly um since these guys are up here and competing um but we have seen like these teams that make it up here it's almost a different like story coming out um a lot of us who saw you know the Dallas fuel the first time we were saying like oh okay they're they're not as good as you know the top 2 teams that have been competing uh like you had both the you the shock and the gladiators at the very beginning of the June joust during the elimination rounds. You're like, Oh yeah, they both four. like they're good. And then Dallas just enters this mode. It's like, they're like playoff time. Like they're just, they're out here hunting and clapping. Everybody. Um, they want to win Yeah, They, they're showing that, you know, they're like, Oh, you, you guys want to win these middle tournaments. You can't. Sorry. Sorry. This is, this is our time. Uh, you guys want to go to Hawaii? Sorry. We we already bought property over there. Like it's it's too late. Like they they did really well too. Like they they're showing that they want it more than the other team.
0: So moving on to day 2. Um Kevin, did you catch Fuel v Rain? I did.
1: So oh, the boy. Fuel versus the Rain. This was uh this was a 3-1 big surprise. It's not like it's out of 3 0. Yay. Um, the, the only not other 3 0 besides the finals. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the fuel versus the rain, I got a lot of this mixed up because I did watch both of these games back to back. So I was like, team in black and blue is not NYXL. Uh, it took my brain a second to be like, yep, this is not the same. This is not the same team. Uh, but yeah, first things first, um, map one was Nepal. Uh, Nepal Shrine, um, Atlanta cap really quickly. They start on the first fight and they just collapse on Fearless and they get that first flip. Um, Dallas ends up flipping it back um, once Atlanta gets it gets it up to ninety nine percent. Essentially, you know Atlanta gets a lot of gets a lot of plus out of it. They they run a Death Blossom uh, straight through and they end up flipping it for the win. Um so that goes uh 99 to 100 in in favor of um Atlanta and then the next one on village this was just I have never seen so much disrespect come out of a team <laughs> like this was so this was so bad um so village map 2 um the Dallas fuel gave them no space they like lived in their spawn um almost essentially whenever they would try to make it an approach to the point um the fuel were either already there or already split them off and already got a pick so it went 100 to zero in in terms of the fuel but if you want to see what like have feeling what hopeless like helplessness feels like just watch this game uh it was it was just brutal Um, we get to map three, and this is where like both teams start trying to like do weird and quirky things. So, Sparkle opens up with a Doomfist, and a lot of like I was like, okay, yep, Sparkle's gonna do the same thing that he did with the gladiators. Um, he opens with it, they end up capping first, um, because the Doomfist just erases people. Um, Pelican ends up building his ult by the second fight, and this was very like heads up of him. So he copies over to the Doomfist, right? Um, he sees a coalescence, he cancels the coalescence with a punch. Um, and then he gets knocked out of duplicate at that point. And then he still continues to fight and he takes out the Echo and the diva and then flips the point. And I'm like, that's just that's just not fair. Like <laughs> he he literally took the card that won them the first point and flipped it out again. Um and at that point, they they flip back and forth for a while, but it wasn't until Edison, once again, using a really good Death Blossom in order to zone out. Um, it it didn't work out in their favor until that point. So um, he uses a Death Blossom in order to cap it and Atlanta take the first point. Um, and yeah, that just worked out really well in their favor. Um, just playing that 2-CP and zone game. Um so yeah, that went two to one, Atlanta. Um, moving on into two CP, this is Volskaya. Um, so when we start out on this, they bring in Kai again. Um, they they want that hit scan, especially on two CP and payload. We've seen this. So Kai comes in. Um, the first point they essentially just this okay. So Atlanta's on attack. The first thing that happens is that they just run onto point with a torb and they just sit there and eat up all the space that they can and um the the Dallas fuel just gave them too much space and uh they end up capping it um capping the first point really quickly um they sat on the torb Kai sat on the torb for way too long um it wasn't until they switched over to a full rush comp that they were actually able to get something going um and they end up capping with a minute and one second left on the clock um but it felt like it took kai too long or the team too long to say like okay we have to switch over to this in order to get competitive um okay dallas attack and this time instead of you know sparkle You know, we've seen Sparkle on Echo, and we've seen him on Doomfist so far. He whips out the Genji, and I was like, I was like, "Yay!" This man's starting to flex a bit. Uh, But he gets in there, um, and they split off Hawk immediately and make it a five v six, and they just take point one. Like the way how they did that is, um, they made the initiation look like they were going. um, They're curling around the right side, like as if you're to head off to point B. Um, they went around the building and they caught um they they caught Hawk up there as a diva and they didn't give him any way of escape. So they take him out of the picture, they they kill him immediately, and then they just collapse onto collapse onto the point. And the team really was afraid of like trying to take that fight 5v6. So that capped over in their favor. During that time, Sparkle Sparkle was just out for blood. He he ended up getting a getting a dragon blade. And there's this once there's one highlight where you see with uh with Pelican. Pelican is trying to dive below like the the line so that Sparkle can't get him. So he hops off the map and then uses his his float in order to try to get over. But Sparkle was like, "No, nah, I'm 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 going to chase you." So he hops off the map, he dashes, he gets the slice and gets his dash reset and gets back up and I'm like, this man this man has got to stop. And they end up taking the point. Um, they they push point two, and it wasn't until um, Sparkle gets another blade, which was only, like, it was at the end of the second fight. Uh, they just used that to zone out, and there was no way of Atlanta getting onto the point. Um, so Atlanta start their second attack. It just gets full held by Dallas. And then Dallas, with Time Bank, they essentially just build ults and push and win the map. So... Uh, map two goes three to two in favor of Dallas. Um, next one is Numbani. So first push, Dallas tried to get in. Um, they use Coalescence for sustain and primal rage for space. They take point one. Um, they they force Atlanta to ult one fight specifically. They they force them they force out ults one fight and then they push with their ults the next. And that's how they get point two. Um, Pelican almost had the duplicate ready for the final push, but loses loses HP, loses life right before. Um, but Atlanta was able to stop them to um, from capping with a time bank. So they had nothing going into the next point. They go into round two. Uh, Atlanta goes in for the attack this time. Um, they, the ult, and they get with Pelican's ult. He copies over to the Winston, and they use just that level of zone out with two Winstons in order to take point one. Um, when they go to point two, they they use a three K death blossom from above uh, their spawn in order to stop them from being able to push. Um, and then they trade out. Sparkle gets a three K with the Diva Bomb. Doha once again stops the next push with the death blossom. They capped 0.2, um, but it was just a really scrappy fight to get there. Um, and tried to get it to the last bit. They were able to push with 1.76 meters left. Um, but NYXL just had enough defense to really just make sure that they couldn't um they couldn't they couldn't push off or hold off at all. Um, and yeah, so Nubani, Numbani, once again, that was a hybrid. Um, that's why I confused myself on the notes. Uh, hybrid there we go um, and then the last one is the payload map Rialto um, Dallas had the attack first um, yeah it was just really back and forth Sparkle got a 3k with a bomb but it didn't mean anything because Edison ended up getting 3k off of his death blossom as well um, they end up pushing um, Atlanta and Atlanta wanted to engage under the bridge they couldn't quite get there in time They were squaring up to fight. And then after they got capped, like everybody just dove into the water. Uh, They were just like, nah, we're getting a reset. So that worked out in their favor. Um, Dallas just ends up getting more space per fight. And I said, like, this is just how payload works. Like every single fight that Atlanta wins, if they don't take the space in order to roll back the cart, um, Dallas ends up like taking that much, uh, taking that much more and, Doha gets a huge death blossom to cap point 2. Um once they're trying to approach point 3, um Pelican plays this flank angle from the stair side and they end up holding off point 3 and just waiting out the ult and it works out really well in their favor. Um it was their turn they didn't end up capping point 3, um but they did get a, get it pretty far and then it was just Atlanta's turn. Um Atlanta got really desperate to cap point 1 and they were just throwing bodies onto the point and they ended up getting it. Um the final contest for point 2, they essentially into Doha's death blossom. Um and he was just able to close it out. They didn't have time bank to play with, so um yeah, they end up capping that and that's how it became a 3-1. Dallas Fuel ends up moving forward and Atlanta just didn't really have an answer for that.
0: So speaking of not having any answers, moving into the loser's bracket, we had the NYXL versus the Shanghai Dragons. And again, this was a 3-0 in favor of the Dragons. Um, First comment was, what is that monstrosity of a cow sweater Sideshow was wearing? If you watch the the match, he's wearing this atrocious sweater that's just got cows all over it. And they're not even good-looking cows. Um, But this was... This was Whereas the Dragons got absolutely steamrolled by the Fuel in their last match, it was their turn to get a steamroll themselves. The NYXL were just, I don't know what they were doing. Whereas I feel like when the Dragons were playing the Fuel, they were trying to get more, they were trying for more strategic compositions. They were trying to get sneaky kills. They were trying to to run strategies that, Maybe against other teams would have worked, but just not against as strong a team as the fuel. Um, the the NYXL just had literally nothing. Um, if you look at Busan, there's so many opportunities where, uh, yeah, there's so many opportunities on Busan. Um, if you especially like in the beginning of downtown where. The, the, the NYXL will get, at least, I think, one or two kills or something. Um, they'll get the man advantage over the Shanghai Dragons, except they're not able to complete their kills. They have the man advantage, but they're just allowing the, the, the Shanghai Dragons to stay on point, to heal themselves up, and to stall out until the rest of the team can come back and, absolute, and just flip the point again. They're not able to to snowball like the top-tier teams are doing. Yeah. So there's, there's points where even though they have the advantage, the dragons are just allowed to kind of just stay on the point until it hits 99. And then the NYX will decide, Oh, you know what? We should probably take the point so they don't win. And then they're able to flip it. But at that point, it's, it's a one fight win for the, the Shanghai dragons. So they can take their time. They can bank up their ults, and then they can come in and, and take the win. So that's essentially everything that happened on Busan. Um Anubis was not a noteworthy map at all the, except just for how how blundery the NYXL were playing. There's on their defense on their defense when the Dragons were attacking, they're trying to keep the NY the 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 NYXL are trying to keep the Dragons at the choke. So instead of holding on the high ground, which is definitely better positioning, they're on the low ground. So they're trying to keep them from pushing into either of the side rooms, except the the Shanghai Dragons are like, we don't care where you're standing. We're going to go take that high ground. So they just bully their way into the side room to wrap around to um, that high ground platform. The NYXL have to scramble to get onto that platform and set up their defense. Um It's just it it doesn't work, they, they, they're they not able to set up in time, and even when they kind of have some semblance of a high ground hold, all the, the dragons have to do is just boop them off of the platform and then just push on the point, and then they take it, then go into the next point, snowball, dump all their alts, and the NYXL aren't able to recover. On the NYXL's attack, they were not able to even get that first point, um the only noteworthy part of this attack was that they were trying to go for the the longer high ground wraparound so instead of going left when you're pushing in you're going to go right um to try wrap around to the back of point um they were on one of those those building ledges i think they were trying to jump across and then i don't know maybe wrap around from the back again but it didn't work because um who was on arisa i think it was because um void was on arisa and he just he pulled two of them i think he pulled both the tanks down onto the low ground so it it just stopped any momentum they were trying to gain like they just wasted that entire i don't know how long trying to wrap around and they just all their entire time bank was just wasted throwing bodies at a point or trying to wrap around and and do weird things so um that, that was just an absolute waste. Um, and then moving on to Volskaya, more, mostly the same story. The NYXL looked like they were maybe going to get a hold when the dragons were attacking. Um, the dragons were trying to rotate, trying to find different angles to get in. And for the most part, the NYXL were able to stave them off. Um, but as soon as the dragons got a single fight win... It was all over, and they were able to use their strength and momentum to just absolutely destroy the NYXL. So, um, good job for showing up, New York. You at least made it to the finals. You can you can say that you made it there. You beat out some of the other teams to to show up to the June Joust. You got your trip to Hawaii. So, yeah, they 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 got there. Uh, that, <laughs> that's literally uh, all you can say for them. They got there. They, they got there. They didn't put up any real fight. They just kind of like, oh, we're just here. They're the team that says we're here to have fun, but you know they actually were trying to win. They just really couldn't get a lot of things going in their
1: favor. Um, we, we've seen teams like this, uh, and yeah, if we if we want to go into the the last game of that day, um, we had we had the Shanghai Dragons versus the Atlanta Rand, and this one was like uh it, it it was it was pretty pretty standard uh so Shanghai Dragons pretty much just roll with the momentum that they had from the first run um and they were just ready to go they, they were just like yeah we're we're not playing this anymore um they they take that momentum take it into game two and it was just Fletta and Edison for the most part but Fletta the flooded didn't let Pelican play at all. Um, Lijiang tower just, they, they just had the momentum. They, that's just literally the story from this. They, they had the momentum to start. Um, but the fact that they were able to roll with it so well, um, they, they just kept it going. So Lijiang tower was a two, one, um, for Shanghai. They they go to Hanamura and it's pretty much the same thing. They bring in Kai again to try to deal with the hit scan. Um but Lip just had so much more space working out for him. Um so Shanghai end up rolling that one as well. It does go 3 to 2 on Hanamura. Um it goes the distance but uh Shanghai just had more time in the bank and it works out in their favor. And then Nubani they get it all the way once again trying to do the same thing getting it all the way back to um the far back but there was just no time um there, there was no time for them to really to really mess with it so um yeah shanghai ends up taking that four to three doesn't give them any time to really work with and they end up they end up winning that so yeah yeah you could say that the momentum from the first game versus Dallas really rolled into this last game as well, um, against the rain and they end up taking that spot in that position. So, um, yeah, that, that's the reason why, why, why they got up here.
0: And now the moment we've all been waiting for and building up to dragons versus fuel round two for the finale. um, there is a lot to go over here. I'm not sure how to tackle this, um, Kevin, because you watched it as well, right? Except for like the very last map. I watched majority
1: of this, and I feel okay. like
0: honestly, we can we can put this
1: in a way like
0: because I think I feel like for me until map was it f- four? Mm-hmm. No, no, it was still until map, it was until map three. That anything exciting happened. Yeah. Not until Numbani. Yeah. Because Lijong and Volskaya were just stomp, steamroll. Like, are yeah. you the dragons even trying at this point?
1: Yeah. I feel like that's a good way of like putting it.
0: It's like you, like you showed up to to sleep through the first two rounds. Why?
1: Yeah, they I don't think they were ready for it. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out is like you have to consider that Dallas just got like 3 0'd by this team. Like um or they they three da, 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 da. no they three o'd them, right? It went the other way
0: last time, right? Yeah, it was three oh.
1: Yeah. So because of that, I feel like um when, when they got to meet them again, they they were rolling off of that initial confidence. They were saying, yeah, we we o'd you earlier, like to take winner's bracket um it's fine and they kind of rolled with that initial momentum of like we have this team downloaded already um it wasn't until they uh until you as you said like map 3 they didn't find like a way of pushing back until then like shanghai really looked like they've they figured them out um like they started to find their footing once they got into numbani
0: Mm-hmm. for me i think what happened with numbani is i feel like the fuel were trying too hard to get rotations instead of just focusing on the best way to get to the point i feel like they were obsessed with finding the good rotations and wraparounds, so that gave the dragons a lot more time but especially um void using this is this is really where um void on the hammond really started to to pay off because the first two maps like it was not he was just getting wrecked absolutely destroyed not doing anything at all but like this is where he starts to get the valley because the minefields on the point and just like where he places them his placement is really good at zoning so there's times where for example the um the Dallas Fuel can't touch to recontest the point because there's mines in their face so they have to give up the point for the dragons so um and i feel like what sideshow and bren were talking about was like this for some reason the Dallas Fuel I'm um, not Fidelio. For some reason, the dragons just—they—they were. They really, even though they faced them before, they—they they weren't used to running the the Winston composition because APAC is traditionally running the Hammond comps. So even though they faced them before and they kind of should have known what to expect, it took them three maps to like to put anything into play. So um, I, I feel like this was maybe just weird planning. Like they didn't plan. Very well, or didn't prep as well as they could have, but like they had to learn while they were playing, and once they did, that's when the dragons were able to kind of break apart what the fuel were doing. They were trying to learn on the fly, and it didn't work out well in their favor. The fuel won on Realta, but it was a very close thing. Like I feel like they barely, they barely, they barely eked that one out. Um, they they went to a second round of pushes, um, and I think. I think for the second round, the only reason why the uh, the fuel won this one is just because they got lucky with their ult usage. Like from here on out, it's just a game of of who can get ult first and who can get most value out of their ultimates. It's like it's a lot of the game of um, using the coalescence to push and get kills, trying to clean up a little bit with the the reaper blossom, and then if you have uh, an echo duplicate, just Duplicate the diva and hopefully you get a, a, a mine or not a mine. Hopefully you get like a supercharger. Not ugh. duplicate the diva. Hopefully you get a self-destruct kill or maybe a remak kill or or just make space with that diva bomb. The strategy for the Shanghai Dragons pretty much has been and, and consistently is and it finally started to work is the, the ball goes in and pile drives to get some damage and displace. Then the echo is gonna go in with tri-shot, sticky bomb, and then um focusing beam. And and hopefully they get kills out of that. If they do, then there's the opening for them to snowball. If not, then they just reset. So it's 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 a a question of death ball versus that. And I don't know what happened and why it really changed, but the death ball started to not work as well. And then the last two maps, of course, the 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 dragon's one. I think the only thing also in Rialto that I did want to mention was that during the dragon's push um there's that at the very very end they're trying to they're trying to contest it. They're trying to try to make sure it doesn't go through. Um Hanbin gets one single diva bomb kill onto Fleta, but then Void sends in a diva bomb and gets five kills and it's just absolutely just blind shooting that diva bomb in and they they cap it. So that, I think, was the biggest moment of the entire June Joust.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just have to feel where they're where they're at. Um, it doesn't have to be 100% accurate the entire time. It just has to be, like, there, you know? You just got to
0: feel it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Kevin, like, from what you saw, I mean, like, fr- from here on out, it's just... The Dallas Fuel are putting up a good fight, but I, I don't know how, but the Dragons seem to have figured it out and are making the the same things that they've been doing the entire time are now starting to work. And now the Dallas Fuel are losing confidence in their own compositions and are starting to have to switch. They're starting to... I mean, if you look at um, Eichenwald, they swap onto the Roadhog in the very last seconds. If you look onto... Um, can if you look on a Junker town, then they start to run the the Hammond comp that the dragons have been running. Like it, it they fall apart, and it's they, they just they, you can tell that they're scrambling. It just works out
1: so well in in their favor when you have a team that understands the game and they're learning on the fly like the first two maps like you you look at Lijong and Volskaya it was literally a steamroll and like feel really feeling themselves at that point it wasn't until the dragons like kinda figured out how they wanted to play them that they started to figure out how to win um and if it took them that long like it on Numbani they they get the win and then it just becomes back, back to the wall kind of situation they they figured it out they they were able to understand how it works uh
0: later down the line and they they made it work how do you feel about this match overall because i feel like it, it just my gut feeling like just like deep down just watching everything how it went down was i feel like overall the fuel were the better team and i feel like the fuel maybe deserved the win a little bit more but but the dragons changed it up at the last second and were able to squeak out the win like what they did was effective and i can't take away that win from them and they won and the way they played in the the latter half of this match was i guess it it worked and it deserved the win but i feel like overall here the fuel still are better than the dragons yeah i feel like on paper like
1: you you would look at the dragons and be like they're they're good but it's the way how the um it's honestly the way how the the fuel play they have confidence they have so much confidence and i know for sure that we're going to be seeing them we'll be seeing them again for sure um they're one of those teams that just grinds it out and is willing to willing to fight their way through it so i i hope to see them again i i know that we will um I feel like it's just a matter of figuring out when and how we're gonna see them later down the line as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so so looking ahead, now that this tournament is done and that we're gonna have a new um a new rotation of hero bands, what would you like to see? Cause next week we're gonna get tracer back we're going to get zen back we're going to get somber back and we're going to get reinhardt back so that's going to completely change the meta and now they're going to take out again two dps one tank and one healer so um i have my picks for who i'd like to see taken out to to really change up what the meta has been what are your thoughts kevin on who you'd like to see taken out by echo uh <laughs> that's that's
1: for sure um i think the reaper is also going to get hit um And if that's the case, I feel like the the DPS heroes are going to go back to, for sure, McCree. Um, We might be able to see some Soldier on occasion, but um, I feel like McCree and Sombra are going to be two of them that we're definitely going to be looking at. Um, And then, yeah, for for the tank line, Ryan's gone. I feel like Winston's going to take that spot. Um, It's either going to be Winston or diva but i do think winston has been played more um mm-hmm. so i feel like that's gonna be the pickup there um we're gonna see a lot more ryan Zaria or ryan diva that's for sure um what about healer a healer we had um zen was banned right yeah we, we lost Zen now we're gonna get him back we're gonna lose bap uh <laughs> okay i think we're gonna lose bap um that that's just my pick i don't think i don't see the lucio i can't well i mean i could hypothetically see the lucio but um i do think that um i think that it's just better with what we have Mm -hmm.
0: um right now at least so for me like what i would like would ideally like to see to completely shake up the meta is just essentially take out this meta so no echo no reaper no winston no moira i really want to see the moira get taken out because i feel like this meta has been so dependent on that coalescence push in so Mm -hmm. taking out the moira would completely change how um the teams would have to approach this and how because i mean if you look at if you look at these fights it's literally just like kamehameha's every single time and if you survive it then your team probably gets their own coalescence so they're probably going to win the fight if you the other team gets kills then it's it's done um so i'd like to see the moira taken out there um for tank i think most a lot of teams have been running the the winston um i would so i i think either winston or diva should should go winston because it's very dependent on the dive and this it's what makes this meta i think this meta um whereas the diva can really supplement anything i f- would like to possibly see the diva taken out instead in case the echo isn't taken out because um it'll change because right now the, the pick to duplicate has been the diva especially with the the mm-hmm. changes to the the recall so um with that i feel like changing taking out the diva would would put an even more drastic change to what the meta is. As for DPS, um, I'd like to see the Reaper Echo gone just because it's what we've pretty much seen the entire time. Um, if if I had to only re- if I had to take out one of them, I would take out the Echo and then I think another hero that's been played a lot would be the Ash. So I feel like it might be Ash Echo. Mm. I could see that. Um, I I feel
1: like it's going to be, the depending on the hero bands, it's going to really determine what teams come out on top. Um, I know we we've seen how flexible, um, Dallas can be. So I feel like it's just a matter of figuring out who else can uh,
0: benefit from that. And I feel with Reinhardt back, Sombra and Tracer. I feel like this is a much more favorable meta for like the Houston Outlaws because now you can bring back Jangu, Uh Dante's on his preferred picks. Um, you'll see a lot more fast DPS play. So I feel like the Tracer is really going to come back in style, or the Sombra if you want to use it for the utility of the hack. So uh, I'm excited for this. I'm very excited for this new meta to see what comes out yeah i i am kind
1: of tired of seeing the same thing i understand that's what the the point of the hero bands were but we're we're starting to fall into the same crevice again so i just hope that uh we get something different out here
0: yeah so any last thoughts on the june joust kevin i feel like it was a solid tournament i enjoyed the may melee more because there's i think a lot more variety i think The 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 matches were a lot more close and a lot more variable. I feel like it was like the the result for this I didn't expect, but I felt like okay, it's kind of understandable. I feel like with the main melee, I was like, okay, who is going to take this? This is a brand. It was I felt I felt that there were more there were more stakes in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: could understand that as well. Like it, it feels like there are more stakes, um, going into the, going into the may melee than the June joust. Um, and I don't know if that's because of the, uh, that's because we didn't know anything going into the tournament. Um, but now that like, we're starting to kind of find a, find a rhythm here. Um, I hope that we can figure out, um, we can kind of start figuring out who can come out on top Um, and I do think that the meta is going to be important so we'll see how we'll see how that goes
0: all right everybody thank you for tuning into this week we will be only having one episode next week because it's just going to be the news episode because they're going to take a week off Um, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you then adios
1: Next week we'll update you on any gaming and overwatch news
0: from around the internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like rate and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at believe in OWL. questions or comments, please send us an email at believe in at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show,